I'm Kelly. And welcome to The Millennial Minimalist. Hi, everyone. Today, Lauren and I answer your questions about minimalism. We discuss everything from how to declutter your clothes, to how to manage excess things, to how to adopt simple living habits at work, and much, much more. Plus, we also answer your questions about our minimalist lifestyles. We share our lifestyle wins and lessons and some of the new experiences we've each created space for. Whether you are new to minimalism or already on this journey with us, we hope that our discussion will inspire you to understand the great rewards that come with living with less. Our mission is to continue to inspire you to make room for what's most important to you so that you can ultimately design a more intentional and more purposeful every day. So today's episode will be full of minimalism tips. Uh, This month, we asked our listeners over Instagram and Facebook at Millennial Minimalists to send us their questions about minimalism. We got an overflow of ideas to discuss today, which is super exciting. And Lauren and I just watched a few monologues from Jimmy Kimmel. So (laughs) we're in a very... Yeah, we're in a good mood now. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. we're laughing quite a bit there. But but yeah, so thank you guys so much for your questions. Uh, You guys sent us questions, general questions, uh, seeking our advice. uh, And also just questions about our minimalist lifestyles, which is really cool. Yeah, we'll both give you our, our answers for the questions. So. For sure. I'm, ex- I, I'm curious to see how they're going to differ. Oh, yeah. Our answers. Yeah, we don't we don't discuss in advance. No, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> this is all a surprise, an organic surprise. So the first question we got is, and it's it starts with the physical things, which I love. It's, how should I begin decluttering my clothes? And do you want to start there, Lauren? I'll let you start. Uh, I can. I was thinking, I think there's a few ways to do this, and I'm going to talk about how I do it. If you want to just take everything out of your closet and then just slowly put back in your closet what you actually wear to work and on the weekends and stuff, then you'll actually be able to separate what you're not using and what you are using. Um, I think that's the quickest way to do it. But the way I do it, which is very simple and it has worked for me for over a decade, is I have about 10 to 12 outfits. These are outfits that I can wear to work. These are outfits for the weekends. And I've tried them on. They fit perfectly. They look nice. I like them. And then in the morning when I get up, I don't have to think about making an outfit. I just have these outfits lined up in my closet. And you can mix and match them, which I love. Some pieces can be versatile and used with other outfits. And it's for that season. And like that point in my life, like wherever I'm working or whatever I'm want to wear at that time and then on the other half of my closet I have my extras so that's like blazers sweaters dresses jackets things that I I still might need for like special occasions or if it gets colder and then I I change these uh outfits every season okay so I guess you could just do summer and winter and then use jackets but you you can do it based on season and then I have a box at my parents' house that when I get sick of an item, if it's still in good condition and I might like it, I'll put it in the box. You don't have to have it at your parents. You can keep it under your bed or like in a closet. And this way, this is kind of like your maybe. So it's like you don't want to just get rid of it because you're not wearing it right now or using it right now, but you might wear it in the future. And I have over the years been able to rotate these clothes back into my wardrobe without spending money. How big is this box? It's probably the size of my a kitchen table. Oh, like okay. a four-person kitchen table and about up to your knees. So it's it's a good size. Wow, I didn't realize that. Yeah, I do. And then if the thing and for years like I'll I'll rewear a dress I wore 4 years ago and People are like, oh, you went shopping. And I'm like, no, I, I just didn't get rid of this dress because I loved it and it was still in good condition. I just kind of got sick of it. And it's not to say that I don't shop. I still shop sometimes. I just don't care to we buy We rarely them. do. I, yeah, we rarely do. Because we don't need to. We have those capsule pieces. So. Yeah, and it, it really forces you to invest in a piece because even if you get sick of it, three years down the road, you might be able to incorporate it back into your... 10 outfit wardrobe so that's my biggest advice just and and you don't have to start with 10 you can start with four get four really good outfits that you love you look good in you feel good in they're comfortable you can wear to work have one for the weekend um get a few extras like like i said jackets dresses sundresses Mm -hmm. um 
and just start there and just all the other stuff, either stuff that is not in good condition, that you don't like anymore, uh, you just don't feel good and doesn't fit, donate it, get rid of it, mm-hmm. and kind of make that extra box like I have where it's like a maybe and that you might rotate back into your closet. No, that's great so advice. That's my best advice. I was actually going to mention the same thing. Like when you have, so first off, from the top, do, yeah. uh, start by category. Go into your closet, start by category. The problem is a lot of people that go in their closet, they start on their socks, then they move to their shirts, and they're, you know, halfway done each category. So I interviewed KonMari consultant Lisa Celebides, a recent episode, and she said start by category. So start with your socks if you're going to start with your socks and finish that before you move on to your t-shirts, your jeans, etc. So go through each item and really take time to go through each category. So let's say we're starting with socks and just ask yourself like if you need it or you use it or you like you wear it, right? So um, if something's faded or it's been overused, then you kind of know, okay, I can no longer use this item. Um, and the things that we do with these items is we, there are three piles, right? So it, there's a recycle pile, a donate pile, and there's a sell pile, right? So those are the three piles that you kind of want to prepare for. But when you're going through each item, um, especially like your t-shirts, for example, really think about each item. Right? Like take a good look at it, think about it, and if it is a maybe, put it in that box, this box that you're referring to, Lauren. Put it in a maybe box. And and something that I do is that maybe box, I look at it every single month and I declutter it. So I either keep it or I let it go. Um, because I think I think there are some items that you know you won't wear in three years. Yeah. Oh, uh, for sure. I'm just like, this is... Not oh, yeah. anymore. And you and I are lucky because we both have, I actually have a very tiny box in my parents' home, a very small box. Uh, it's probably the size of three shoe boxes. Uh, and that's holding extra clothes wow. uh, that are maybes. But they're also clothes that, you know, I can just go home and I can wear when I'm home. Yeah, so, I will do that too. Yeah, which is really nice. And then in my apartment, I have my capsule wardrobe, but then I have this this beautiful storage piece that I bought on Amazon to store my seasonal wear. So all my winter wear is in there right now since it's summer. Uh, and then I will change my closet every season. Like we're in four seasons, right? Yeah. So that's how we work. And actually, I just listened to a podcast recently and they mentioned an app. It's in the U.S. only, but it's a way to uh, buy and sell clothing items. It's called, or anything really, it's called Mercari called the Mercari app and a friend of mine in the States highly recommends it so I was like oh I'll I'll throw it out there Uh, it's not available in Canada unfortunately but hopefully one day so yeah I think that's it next question is how should I begin decluttering my shoes so I suggest place your shoes in piles by category so you know you have your casual everyday shoes and you have your runners then you have your boots or your booties right and so have those piles set out And then go through each pile and ask yourself, let's say someone has six pairs of boots, which which pair do I actually wear? And which pair haven't I worn in a while? Like you gotta ask yourself these questions and that's the best way to do so. I mean, I'm so curious how many shoes you own, Lauren. Not very many. I was just thinking this is not the question for me because I'm not a shoe person. Oh, Like I have like one black heel. My friend Christina always makes fun of me because I have these black flats and she calls them my birth control flats because she thinks they're ugly. (laughs) And that's all I wear. I wear my black flat. I have a a sandal, a black heel, a black boot, black pair of running shoes. And like that said, I might have like an odd extra like I don't even, they're all in one drawer under my bed, all my shoes. But I, what I love about that is that you're pointing out the fact that, hey, like, by focusing on neutrals, you don't have to own a lot that of money. them. But yeah. you can still enjoy shoes. Like, yeah, you can. And you a- can have a few extras that you love, but you don't have to have so many. Yeah. I also walk everywhere. Kelly and I walk everywhere in Toronto. I get up to sometimes 25,000 steps a day. It's so incredible. It's not even practical for me to 
be wearing like a super fancy shoe. And even if I am wearing a flat or a running shoe, I just run them into the ground every year and have to replace them. So <laughs> I don't know. I just, I, I'm a very basic shoe person. Yeah. And I mean, if you love shoes, then you can have many pairs of shoes. Yeah. There's something about minimalism. Minimalism isn't about deprivation. I, we always like love to communicate that. Like if you love shoes, you can own shoes. But be mindful of how many pairs you, you own because if you're not wearing them or using them, they're just taking up space. So be intentional about the shoes that you're owning. And you know what? If you're not wearing them, like I'm sure somebody else in this world could really use them. So donating shoes that you don't wear is really key. Uh, for myself, I'm similar to you, Lauren. I do actually love shoes, but I only own a certain number of pairs. Like I own, I, you know, I was thinking the other day, I was like, wow, like I own quite a few pairs, but every single pair I wear and they're all intentional. So that's okay. And so like I have a runner, I have a tennis runner, I have a flat, I have a sandal, I have a booty, I have a heel, I have, I have a golf shoe. So things like that, they add up, but I've been able to organize them in little bins in my closet so that I have three bins. And then I have the two pairs of shoes on my, just like in, in my closet that I wear every day. And so I'm not looking at all of them every day. It's great. Yeah, so you don't have to make the decision. Another yeah. tip is spend as much money as you can up front to get a really good quality pair. And then if they do start to run down, you can take them in and get the heel replaced. And it's like 30 or $40, so you don't have to buy another pair. I've done that with my boots and flats and stuff. Because like I say, I run them into the ground. And if they're a good quality pair to start out with, you can just get... Like if the heels um, starts to run down, you can get that fixed. So there, there's easy fixes. So if you're worried about always buying shoes, maybe step back and take care of the ones you do have. Exactly. Super, super good advice. Uh, so next question is, how can I simplify my kitchen? So I love this question. Yeah, Because the first I like thing one. I thought about was your, your kitchen. <laughs> I was thinking how you and I probably grew up in really cluttered kitchens. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I was, I have like post-traumatic stress disorder from opening our container cupboard every to this day I go home and open our container cupboard <laughs> and just hunt like 50 containers just come flying out at you <laughs> to this day um and I funny story my fridge like my hydro went out and I had to like take my food that was in my fridge to a friend's and I didn't have any containers because I was I just hate containers from having grown up getting buried in them. And I even called my parents and laughed about it. I'm like, I don't have containers because you guys have 500 of them. <laughs> so know. true. So true. I mean, you sent me home with stuff and you... There's no container. There's no it's no like container. a plate, a glass plate with like yeah. a saran wrap. <laughs> um, okay, so how do you think you should simplify a kitchen? Okay, so first off, I immediately thought of your kitchen when I was thinking about how to respond to this question. So first off, keep your surfaces clean and minimal. Yeah. I think a lot of people, they think, oh, I need, you know, a toaster up top. I need, you know, my, my coffee maker sitting out. I need, you know, this knickknack sitting out in my kitchen. I need books sitting out, recipe books sitting out. You can, but it's not needed. You can just place those things away like in your space i'm looking in your kitchen right now it's just See my a hair plant. deep conditioner <laughs> yeah <laughs> a plant a candle and you're an espresso maker and that's it that's so it. simple uh you know i i'm sure both of our families have tons of stuff on top oh my there's no counter i don't yeah. even know what the counter looks <laughs> yeah, like. like where does the counter yeah like where's the counter so uh, the, my advice is keep your services clean by removing all the clutter on the countertops. And something that's really beautiful is like, yes, like sometimes it's nice to have some florals in your kitchen. It just it's, it makes it very airy and it looks makes it look very tidy and minimal. So that's the first thing. So remove excess things, again, start by category. So I suggest going through, as you said, your Tupperware, um, you know, also if you can, side note, replace your Tupperware with glass to live more sustainably. Uh, place, also place excess plates and cutlery in its storage space. I think a lot of people, they buy, you know, uh, you know, a set of eight. So it serves eight people. Some people, they're only two people, but they've got a set for eight. 
and they store everything in their kitchen. It's like, what you should do is take those extra plates and cutlery, store it somewhere else, because you don't need to see that every day. Pull that out when your company comes, right? So that's, I thought that was a great Yeah, that is a really uh, good tip. idea. And then look at what's on your countertop right now, right as you're listening to us right now. If you're in your kitchen, look at your countertops. Is there stuff that you don't use or need like every single day, then put it away. And even if you do, like even if it's a toaster, you know, you're probably not using it every day. And if you are, okay, but if you're not, store it away. Find a cupboard to put it in. Also go through your cupboards. It's a process. I've, I've started it with my mom, uh, going through like pantry and certain cupboards and she's definitely come a long way. But yeah, it's, it, it takes time. And I, I also want to recommend a couple Instagram profiles that I follow uh, that really keep me inspired uh, to keep my cupboards organized, but also my fridge. Like Lauren, I love your fridge. Every time I come here, it's like so simple. Everything is lined up. Like your beverages are lined up, your fruits are lined up, like everything's, and I love that because yeah, it just looks very fresh and, and organized. And you also get to see everything that's in your fridge. Because sometimes, oh, especially happened growing up and with my, my family, like the fridge is so stuffed. It's like Tupperware. So stuffed that oh everything God. falls out. And I, I'm like, what's being eaten in this fridge? I cleaned out my parents' cupboards one time. I'm glad my mom doesn't listen to us. But I made a bet <laughs> with my dad. I'm like, how many years ago do you think the last thing expired? Let's like bet on this. I think I found something that expired like four years ago. <laughs> Like, it just, it baffles me. (laughs) I know. And also in the pantry. Like, I remember, even it will save you money as well because, you don't waste stuff. Oh, yeah. Like, my dad's like, oh, yeah, we need peanut butter. I'm like, okay, let's grab some peanut butter. I get home. We have four tubs of that same peanut butter already. He just didn't know because there's so much stuff. It's so varied, yeah. I'm like, so funny. Anyways, there's that. And then, so, sorry, the Instagram profiles are at organize underscore home and at the home edit i just oh it's so cool everything's just like perfect yeah it's very inspiring um so on that note like i am very inspired in terms of kitchen by the aesthetic like i i think that the the beauty of a kitchen comes from the kitchen it comes from the backsplash and the countertop and like the sink and like that is what I try to showcase with like an added plant or candle or coffee maker like you said Uh, I do keep all my appliances put away it's always been the running joke that I have no cutlery (laughs) it's like oh let's go to Lauren she has one fork I have a set of cutlery I don't know why people expect me to have three or four but I do have a set um my, my biggest advice to simplify your kitchen like Kelly said, look at these things because they will inspire you. They're very simple. I I don't understand people who just go buy random ugly mugs and then have like 10 mugs. Like I have four mugs and they're all the same. I have a set of plates. I have a set of glasses. I have a set of bowls and they're all lined up in my cupboard and it looks nice like when I'm putting away the dishwasher it like excites me to like line everything up again and it looks like uh out of a magazine like I like that I like the aesthetic Mm -hmm. I like the simplicity of it I like the efficiency of it so number one for your kitchen don't just go out and buy random things like have like your your cupboard lined up and the few tools that you need I think people especially these days we're so obsessed with like things to juice things and things to grate things and like you really can do a lot with a knife and a cutting board and like don't get carried away with all of these special little gadgets because you probably won't use them that much and you know you don't have to crush garlic you can chop garlic and you don't have to you can squeeze a lemon with your hand you don't have to get a, a squeezer so all these things can just get cluttered in your drawer and you don't end up using them anyway because you can't find them I know that because my mom has every gadget ever made. Oh my gosh, so does mine. And then I just end up using the knife and the cutting board anyways because I can't be bothered <laughs> to look for it. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, I think just kind of getting inspired with the simplicity of it. And it's so nice just opening up your cupboard to get a mug and there's just a few in there and they're lined up and they're clean and it's just a beautiful way to start the day. So um, that's my biggest advice, just... Don't try to buy all these little knickknacks. Figure out what you actually use. And yeah, get inspired by the 
minimalistic kitchen. Yeah, and you know, if if you do like mugs that, you know, are you know, they have pictures on it or they're humorous or Yeah, I'm not saying to get rid of all your mugs, but there a lot of people go out and constantly buy mugs it's and like so how true. many mugs do you need? Yeah, it's like a souvenir, right? Yeah, like Yeah, yeah. No. I, I remember <laughs> that was a learned behavior with from my parents. So every time I would go travel somewhere my mom loves her keychains and she loves getting cups and t-shirts with, you know, cities on them. And so I became that person 15 years ago and I started collecting these things and I've obviously gotten rid of all of them. But uh, if you do like those things and they bring you joy, yeah, keep them, keep right? Them, if you're yeah. using them every day, if you have a special mug, I have a special mug and uh, I, I use it every day. I actually, side note, uh, I used to be an intern on the soap opera, The Young and the Restless. Yeah. And uh, they, they, they gave me four mugs from the coffee shop in that soap opera. <laughs> and so I've had them ever since. And do you still use them? Oh, yeah, I use it wow. every day. Yeah. See, there you go. Every day when I'm uh, care drinking stuff. tea at home. Yeah, so yeah, so that's just a side note. So the next question, um, keeping with the kitchen, how can we eat more simply? So first off, this lifestyle favors real whole foods. Uh, and, you know, we're also challenged to reduce, um, you know, our consumption of processed foods. So for that reason, I mean, since I adopted this lifestyle, I've definitely been eating more whole foods, um, buying more fruits and vegetables, and, you know, um, organizing my fridge so that those healthy things are at arm's length, and I see them first. Because uh, I, I used to just buy these things and then I wouldn't cut them up or anything and I would, they would just I would just let them get yeah. to the stage of rotting. And so I'm like, now I'm going to cut up those carrots. I'm going to cut up uh, my apples so that when I open my fridge, they're like ready to eat. So that's kind of a tip that I had uh, to eat more simply. Also, uh, again, keep your kitchen organized um, because by keeping it organized, you have an, uh, an awareness of, like what you have in your kitchen. Uh, so that you will be intentional about your next meal or snack and plan your meal times and food for the week um, if you can and you know uh, buy buy what you need don't let things go to waste that's my advice okay so my point is and I was telling Kelly before we started this is that I can sit here and say this is what I do on a day-to-day basis but like this is my ideal day and of what I do um, obviously like sometimes I try intermittent fasting and I don't have breakfast or like I'm hungover and I have pizza for breakfast. So <laughs> this is like real when I like picture myself and my perfect day, what I try to do. Um, so, and uh, before I get into that, uh, I do use HelloFresh a lot or make good food. I really like their vegetarian meals. They're super simple. They get delivered. This is not sponsored. I'm just saying this. Um, <laughs> you don't have to like think about it or think about buying the ingredients and you can eat lots of vegetables and they're, they're just like really simple. Um, and it really takes the, you don't have to like grocery shop and meal plan. So if you're really looking to simplify it down, um, I recommend maybe getting a meal service if you want to invest in one. Um, my second tip is to... Like, have the things you eat for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So, like, for instance, for breakfast, like, I like avocado toast or, like, fruit and yogurt or oatmeal or um, peanut butter and toast or eggs. And then for lunch, like, a plant-based protein bar with fruit or hummus, crackers, and vegetables, like, things like that. And then dinner, like, chicken, vegetables, fish, pasta, and have those set meals and figure out which ones you're going to have that week and go buy the ingredients for that. I think a lot of times we get kind of over ambitious and want to try out these fancy meals. If it's like you have the day off, it's a Saturday and you want to go pick up some more exotic ingredients that take longer to cook, like have a glass of wine, enjoy the experience of cooking. But like on a day-to-day basis, I think having your go-to meals and your go-to ingredients and that one day of the week where you go and pick that stuff up. So it's just kind of works Mm -hmm. on the backdrop of your life. You're not always having to think about it. It's there. um, It's consistent. You know, it's good. It's easy to make. um, And you're not always... I hate like sitting at work. It's like three o'clock and I'm starting to get hungry and I'm like, oh, and I still have to go home and go to the grocery store and then cook it. I'm like, I'm starving. I'm getting ice cream now. Like just the, but like knowing 
the ingredients are there when you get home and it won't take you that long no, so you to prepare. you HelloFresh, right? Yeah, if I use HelloFresh, I just like knowing it's there when I get yeah. home and I don't have to think about it or pick stuff up. Because that can to be a time waster, like constantly being like, what am I having for dinner? So maybe like you said, like plan it out. Plan. Yeah, plan it out. I mean, I know that you have done the intermittent. Like, are you still intermittent fasting? Or? I'm all over the place. Are you? Yeah, <laughs> I feel like sometimes I do it and then sometimes I like breakfast. So some days I do it, yes. So I, 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 I'm I, more the eight small meals person. Um, I know that sounds eight? like a lot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, six to eight. Um, so have smaller meals, right? Yeah. So that includes snacks throughout the day, right? But they're planned. So it's usually, for me, it's breakfast, mid-morning snack, lunch, afternoon snack, dinner, and then evening snack for me. So it fluctuates, but I, I have my eating hours, right? So yeah. that's how I've simplified my routine. Obviously, every day, especially with our work week, sometimes you have to be flexible with your routine. You yeah. definitely have to be flexible, but have an idea of what you're going to eat. I always buy what I need for the week. Uh, so I know, you know, I, I have an idea of what I'm, what I'm going to be eating for that week. So go to the re- grocery store with a list, definitely a, the first step to eating more simply. Uh, yeah, this way you won't let things go to waste. Yeah. Good advice. So the next question is, can you provide tips on how to manage our things as we move from a big house to a little studio while our new home is being built? Okay, so I think moving is probably one of the best times to go through your stuff and declutter because you are forced to do it. Yes. And I don't like rush the move and just shove everything you own into boxes and go through it when you get there. Like use this time as like a wake up call that you have to go through your stuff and really think like every time you go to pack something – do I still need this? Do I still use this? Do I want to bring this to the next chapter of my life? So it's a really great time to go through your stuff. Um, If your new home is as big as your old home, then I would keep the furniture and stuff. Mm -hmm. If it's smaller, like that's the time. It's bigger. Oh, it's bigger. Yeah. Okay. Then I I mean, yeah, I would still hold on to like furniture and decor and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But it's just all the little things like, my it took my parents a day to switch their fridge. They're never gonna be able to move. <laughs> it was like a whole project for them to like get the food in the new fridge and get it plugged in. And I'm like, how are you guys ever gonna pack up this entire house? So I responded saying this is a great opportunity for you to live with less. So whoever yeah. sent us this question, thank you. Assuming you are bringing less to your new space, right? So she says she's she, her and her significant other have to move to a little studio while their new place is being built. So in that time frame, you can learn how to live with less because you're bringing less into that space, obviously, because it's much smaller. And so challenge yourself. Take this time as a challenge to see like, wow, because in those times where, for example, for me, where I've lived overseas and I'm living with a carry-on suitcase for a couple months, I realized wow, I don't need much. Yeah. And then you can also take this time to go back to your home and and figure out like what are those items that are non-essential, right? And go through those items. Or if, if she's in her home right now, right? Because she says she's going to have to move to a studio while their new home's being built. Go through everything. Like this is your time. If you have, even if it's like two weeks, just like Take the time to go through the things that you don't need. And maybe maybe it's going to be rushed, but it's going to be so worthwhile in the end. Yeah. Not moving. Like There's something like about getting rid of all the excess before moving into a fresh new space that yeah. feels so good. Oh my God, it's going to feel so good yeah. to like put all your new clothes in your closet that you actually wear and love. And just like we just said with the kitchen, like individually, like putting like your nice mugs and your plates and just everything's organized and fresh and minimal and your best stuff yeah this is the best time so i know it's overwhelming but it'll be worth it once you're settled in also last tip with a bigger home since you say you're getting a bigger home there is no need to fill every room and corner just a reminder white space can be beautiful so yeah something a lot of people do like oh i have an extra room so i gotta fill it it's like no sometimes just keep it simple Yeah, keep it empty. (laughs) So the next question is, how can I live more simply and intentionally while at university? 
like this one. Yeah, I liked this one. Yeah, it's 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 interesting because it makes me think like, wow, I wish I started on this journey in university. I know. It made <laughs> me think back to like what advice I would give to myself in university. Oh, well, then go for it. Um, in undergrad, I remember always just wanting to get to like the next step, like just get to the next year and to graduation and to like get to my exams. And like once you finish school you you have to go out of your way to take time out of your day to continue to learn and to read and to listen to podcasts I wish I could go back and just enjoy that time when all day you just get to sit and lecture and like I know it's it doesn't it wasn't fun then but now the thought of going and like listening to someone speak about topics is like something yeah it's something I would do as a hobby now and to like just sit and read books and textbooks and write essays on my thoughts like just really enjoy that time stop trying to like make a certain grade or get get to the next semester like just bask in the fact that you're like filling your mind with all this new knowledge which you know once you get in the workforce life becomes a little bit repetitive it's kind of the same thing over and over and over again once you develop that skill and then you kind of have to spend your own time learning so there are more responsibilities yeah (laughs) outside of university for sure for sure um, and then in terms of living simply, I mean, I lived in Rez, so I did live pretty simply that I can remember. I definitely... I bet your room was empty. No, I, I feel like I had a lot more decorations oh, wow. then. Okay. I wasn't as much of a minimalist. Yeah, maybe I feel like I turned a point when I was like 17 or 18 and I didn't want all this like pink pillows and girly stuff. I And I made that transition into... Wanting to be more mature. Yeah. And that's what really when I guess it took off. So my response to this is at university, just like you said, be less rigid, rigid and be more flexible around your class schedule. This is a time to obviously learn and grow um, in in your classes and whatever, whatever you're studying. Uh, but this is also a time to explore your interests and build friendships and experiences that you will remember forever. So make sure that you're focused in your studies, but you're also making time for all of those experiences. Like you're going to build, you could build forever friendships there. You're going to build memories that you'll remember forever. Like take time to create those experiences for yourself. Uh, but when it comes to living more simply, uh, I would recommend first off, wherever you're living, keep a clean space that you can keep focused and organized. I know for me, I would always study for my dorm room. I know a lot of people would go to the library. You can do that as well. But I love studying in my room. So I always keep a very clean room so that I wasn't distracted while I was studying. I was very focused. Another thing you can do is Obviously, you're moving from uh, class to class. Like you have this semester, you might have X number of books for these classes, but next semester you may not need those books. So donate them, or you know, sell them um, to people who are uh, taking those classes the next semester. And the other thing I mentioned is make your bed. Start doing that. Uh, start start early. Make your bed uh, every day. It's like the first accomplishment of your day. Super 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 like motivating for the rest of your day uh also sorry. i went on a date with a guy and he was like do you make your bed every day i'm like of course i do and i'm like do you not he's like mm, not really and i was like we are not compatible <laughs> we should end this right now <laughs> how did you respond you said that um a joker i did and he laughed but in my mind i'm like this is not gonna happen i would never would do you ever not make your bed I've never gone a day. I make my hotel bed. Yeah. We both... <laughs> actually, it's so funny. <laughs> I've been told that before, that my bed looks like a hotel bed. That's so funny. No, but when I'm in hotels, I make my bed there, too. Oh, really? Like, even people are like, oh, the cleaners came. I'm like, no, I clean. Like, I just... I make my bed. You should make your bed. <gasps> I remember this. So... Uh, to our listeners, uh, Lauren went on vacation with me. My sister was living in LA at the time, so we went there, and the bed was made in the next morning. And I was like, oh, Lauren. I was like, we, Lauren, we actually need to clean those sheets. <laughs> You'd already oh. like made the bed. You're so cute. Anyways, I thought that was really nice of you. Um, the, last tip, yep, the, yeah, so. the last tip I would say is adopt a bullet, bullet journal. So we have a couple episodes about the bullet journal method. Writer Carol uh, started this. 
or just keep a you know a calendar. Uh, keep track of your daily tasks and goals, uh, the things that you need to get done every day, but also build time blocks for fun and relaxation, as I said. You know, this is the time to really, really soak in the fun. Yeah. You know, make your experience, like, like have that balance of you're working towards, you know, studying a subject that you're passionate about or growing a passion in, and then also spend time for friends and fun, you know? Don't, don't be, don't be rigid, be flexible. Uh, so the next question we have is as an artist, I believe this person is either a dancer or a stylist, uh, with many clothes as an artist with many clothes, how can I downsize and maintain a more intentional wardrobe? So this is a tricky one. So I, I'm suggesting again, create those three piles, look at all your clothes, ask yourself, how often have I worn these items? And if you haven't used them often, then start donating them, giving them to other people in the industry, swap, share garments with friends in the industry, and or buy secondhand when you need it, right? So I couldn't imagine carrying suitcases and suitcases. Stuff everywhere, yeah. But that being said, like, if this is your job and, like, you need a ton yeah. and you use a ton, that's okay. There's, yeah, there's a difference between, you know, aspiring to minimalism and then being logical in certain areas of your life where you do need more. Yeah. And, you know, you say you're a dancer. Um, if you work out every day and you need a certain amount of clothes to do those workouts and you, you know, you're only washing, doing a load of laundry with them once a week, then you might need seven days worth of dancers clothes. So it wouldn't make sense to get rid of the clothes that you are using every week and you do need. Um, if you're a stylist or an actress, I think renting, like renting oh, dresses yeah. and stuff is really popular these days. And just reusing. I think we mm -hmm. really need to be that generation that can be seen in a dress more than once. It's yeah. You and I are very lucky with that. Because yeah. we are the same, basically the same size. And like we have the same height and the same shoe size. It's hilarious. Yeah, I know. <laughs> And we can swap clothes. Exactly. It's really nice. So find a friend. No. Uh, so the next question is, how can I avoid impulse purchases? I love this one. So, uh, so I suggest, okay, I actually listened to this latest episode by The Minimalist. Oh, uh, It's called Owning Less. That's oh. the title of the episode. And they said, first off, if the item is more than $30, give yourself 30 hours to make a decision about it love that. Uh, plus, also think about the costs associated with the items. So for example, Lauren, if we, we love to go to Ritzia, we walk into Ritzia and there's a $100, $150 silk shirt. Yeah, it's great, high-end, high mater great material. Maybe we already own one, so we got to ask ourselves that question. So first of all, so there's a silk shirt we both love. We both need to ask ourselves, do I need this? Will I wear or use this? Is this an emotional buy? Do I already own this item or something similar? Is this high quality? How long will it last? Is this sustainably made? I actually have these questions in my notes in my phone. <laughs> so that if I ever feel like, oh, am, is this an impulse purchase right now? Like go through these questions. Do I have something similar? Like why would I need another one when I already have one, right? And so the minimalists say, what you're buying will actually potentially, most likely cost more to maintain. So true. Silk, silk top, dry cleaner. It's going to cost X amount of money over the years to dry clean, right? Yeah. So we, you should think about that when you're buying an item. So, yeah. Um, and my advice is just the want list. If there's oh, something you want, that. put it on a want list. And if it's been on that want list, like you said, 30 days or however long. No, 30 hours. Oh, so 30 if hours. So if it's $30, give yourself... 30 hours to make a decision about it before buying it okay good yeah. i really like that but the thing with the want list is that you kind of sometimes the excitement is in the wanting so basically you're saying go to a store if you see stuff you want just don't it buy on, it go yeah. home write it down on your fridge or wherever it is or you the notes on your phone notes on your phone yeah and then what do you do how long do you keep it on your well, want list I mean, I always had the go back rule if there was something I really wanted. Like, if I went to the mall and I saw something that I really liked, I was like, okay, 
If, go back if you have, like if you come back to buy this, then you really wanted it. Because sometimes I'll go home and the next day I'll be like, hey, you know what? I don't really need that or I didn't really like it. But if I'm like, no, I really want it. I have to go back and get it. I'm like, then go. Oh, it's like the go that. back rule. So I also have to walk to the mall in Toronto. It's probably like a 15 or 20 minute walk. So it's like I, I create a little bit of a buffer there. So it's like if I, if I do have to go back and commit another afternoon to walking there and back and buying oh. it. Then I must really want it. Or, yeah, just put it on a want list. Sometimes I'll, I mean, I try to stay off of websites and stuff like that. But if I am scrolling through them and I like stuff, I'll just put stuff on a want list. And what's fun is you can go back to the want list months later and be like, oh, I don't want any of this anymore. And you didn't buy it. So if you did buy it, you would have it in your closet and wouldn't want it anymore. And it's a huge waste. So Yeah, just so smart. When you want to impulse buy, just make a section in the notes on your phone. Call it want list. Write everything down that you want or you want to buy right now. And just let it settle for a day or two. And if you go back and you're like, I still really want that, then maybe you need it. That's a great in-store approach. So also online shopping, what I do is if I have something I want online, I just add it to my bookmark. And I have a bookmark called Uh, Wants. Oh, that's good. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know if I ever showed you that. I feel like I'm the opposite. Like I will be waiting in line to buy something and I'll be like, I don't need this. Why are you buying this? Oh, I do that all the time. Yeah, and I'm I'm in line and then I go put it away and I leave. Yeah, but I'm like, Lauren, (laughs) yes, you do need this. Stay in line. I'm like, no, I don't. (laughs) <laughs> yeah 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 it was your birthday recently and you've got a couple sets of flowers and you're like yeah i don't know you're a little overwhelmed because you're like i'm like what am i gonna do with that yeah. <laughs> i love that um, oh my gosh okay next we got questions for us yeah questions yeah. specific to our minimalist lifestyles so the first question is what kind of minimalist habits do you practice to keep on track during a work day or generally during the work week I'll let you go first. Okay. Um, number one is definitely 10 item wardrobe or 10 outfit wardrobe. Um, I don't have to think about it at all to get dressed in the morning, which is really nice. Okay. Simple living habits. I, I always wake up right now. I make my coffee and I either do yoga or ballet. So after an hour, like I've had my coffee, I've done my workout and then I, I get ready and I start work. Um, and another little thing I've added in. I, I listen to The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle while I'm getting ready and making my bed and doing my makeup. So literally by 7.30 a.m., I have had a cup of coffee. I've worked out. I've gotten ready. I've cleaned up. I'm in like a centered, focused mindset from having listened to Eckhart Tolle. And I'm ready to sit down. And it's 7.30 in the morning. So like those 90 minutes of my life, I like my first or my first 90 minutes of the day, I like dedicate to doing things that are really important, like getting my workout in, getting organized, getting clear, like clearing my mind. Um, and that helps you keep on track for the rest of the day. For the rest of the day. Oh. Um, and it's also right when I sit down, I try to like review my goals and my, my to-do list. And I, I guess a few other things. I really try to stay off Instagram. And I, you're so good with that. Yeah. I and I, I feel like, Especially if you are working towards a girl, like if you're like trying to lose weight or get in shape or like do career a career transition or like you're dating, like seeing all these pictures of couples like in love while you're like getting ghosted <laughs> is just not fun. Or if you're like looking at Instagram models where you're like trying to work out every day, like it's really hard to not compare yourself to other people's finish line when you're like in the middle, which yeah. you should accept it. So I, I do try to stay off Instagram. I try to stay off like clothing websites and stuff. So I'm not tempted by them. And yeah, just really sticking to my morning routine and being more reflective. Like I've just been trying to be more reflective lately. No, I love that. And in response to your comments about Instagram, I think something to note is we should be also be intentional with you know, our digital devices and our social media websites because, or app applications, because you're looking at these images every day if you're on Instagram every day. So be intentional about who you're following, right? Yeah. And, you know, uh, going to the Millennial Minimalist podcast, uh, Instagram, I always feel so zen because I know that the images I'm 
I'm reviewing are to do with this lifestyle and it's just very relaxing. Yeah. But yeah, definitely on my personal account, for sure, you get those images where you're like, that doesn't, doesn't make me feel good. So I think that definitely like set boundaries to going on these apps, but also declutter them and make them more intentional, right? And follow things that inspire you and motivate you because sometimes Instagram can be work to your benefit. Like you can actually take time for a coffee break, go on it and read something that inspires you for the rest of the day. So it actually can work to your to advantage, advantage yeah. if it's intentional. So yeah, anyways. Uh, and in terms of my daily practice uh, to keep on track during the workday, now that I'm working from home, uh, bullet journaling, of course, everybody knows I'm obsessed with it. It helps me prioritize uh, what's high prior high priority um, and what's lower priority. And I also include, I know I, I, we've spoken with Hamza Khan. We had a couple episodes with him to talk about burnout. What he does is he lists out his daily tasks and he actually color codes the day, which is very intricate, yeah. I know, but I love it because you can even just color code the days in your calendar because it's heat mapping. The idea is like, if I'm going to exert a ton of energy this day, the next day, I'm going to make sure I don't, right? So it's like, if this is a red day, the next day I'm going to make it a green day, a calmer day. And so actually it's interesting. So I did that not last week, but the week before, because it was an intense week. So I was color coding and I was like, wow, this is really cool. Like being asked to do something that's in the red. I'm like, no, nope, it's too red that day. Not doing it. It's really fascinating. Anyway, so I do that. Uh, taking breaks, obviously, yeah. being intentional. There are moments where, and I think everybody goes through this at work, especially if it's like super busy and take some breaks. If you feel like you're being anxious or your focus level is not great, greatest, take that five minutes. Uh, I also put my, my phone on airplane mode a lot more now, okay. which is really good. I always do it when I sleep. Also set limits with email. We've talked about this so many times before creating a clear and clean space to work in. So I'm working from home. I work actually from my couch and I also work from my table. So I have those two options. So I change it up and I keep both spaces very clean and clear. So there are no distractions. And uh, yeah, I think the last piece is setting boundaries with my work hours. I think a lot of people can relate to this now that if you're working from home, you find that you're working more because, you know, you're home and, you know, there's extra hours and you end up like working longer on your laptop. And I think you need to start setting boundaries and I need to get better at this myself. Um, so I'm working at that. But uh, I think the thing, the issue is we constantly focus on what's on our checklists, but we should also focus on what's not on our checklists. So time with friends, time with family, you know, we're thinking, oh, we should just continue to work. It's like, no, like it's this hour, you should be eating dinner. You should be calling your family. You should see seeing your friend. Right. So I love that. I love, yeah. I love that concept. So next question have you ever regretted decluttering something? I'm curious, Lori. If so, what? And what did you do with it? And how did you manage? <laughs> um, I have this decorative plate. You know the one I put my cake on for my birthday? Oh, I love it. It was so beautiful. So I had that before and I threw it out and I had to rebuy it. So that's an example of um, what you shouldn't do. That's really bad for the environment. But, you know, my mom says... She's like, I don't want to get rid of something in case I need it. Yeah. And I'm like, but mom. Then you have a full like, house yeah, full of Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> if, if, you know, the odd occasion you get rid of something and it turned out you did need it, you're mm -hmm. still further ahead than having a house full of stuff that you never just in case stuff um, and constantly buying stuff you don't use. So in all honesty, it takes it's, up space. It's, it's going to happen a couple of times. Mm -hmm. um, you'll learn. You'll be like, oh, shoot. Like, you like make sure if you're going to get rid of something that you're not going to need it. And if you do have to rebuy it or borrow it or whatever, it's not yeah. the biggest of deal. Um, so, yeah, that's that's my story. But I'm just my advice is it's going to happen. And so funny. We yeah. both have similar items. Well, mine is a kitchen casserole pan. <laughs> it was the perfect size for a casserole. And it also made, you know, it was kind of like a banana bread 
pan, yeah. right? And I got rid of it and I had to buy a new one. And it's interesting though, because I was like, you know what? It's okay that I got rid of it because in that time period, I wasn't using it. And so it just yeah. would have been sitting there anyways. And that's okay. Um, I actually donated it to someone. So I gave it to someone. So it's not like I just threw it out, but I gave it to someone. And then I bought a new one at HomeSense that I really, really love. So that's good. Another thing is, so do you remember my house? So in my family room, I used to have all my books from university and just books that inspired me and books that I've read for the podcast. And I ended up donating all of my university books and donating all of my motivational, inspirational books to my brother. Oh. And now I have no books except for two books in my in my apartment right now. And I'm like, I kind of like those books because they inspire me and I kind of want them in my space. So I I regret that. I'm sure I can get some, some back from my brother because uh, I think some of those motivational mental health focused books, like I'd love to have those in my space because they're meaningful to me. And I, I want to open them up again and look at quotes. So uh, So that was it for me. Digital books. <laughs> yeah, so now yeah, I'm more yeah. digital. Everything's digital for me. So, yeah. But it's nice to dress up your space with a few yeah. inspiring books. So, yeah. So the next question is, what do you do about gift items you receive that you don't need or want or even like? This person who asked us this question uh, said that she feels guilty and ends up keeping it. I know you know how yeah. to respond to this question. We've well, talked about this before. it's hard because honestly in that moment always take it from the person and say thank you I feel like our culture breeds this thing where it's like you give someone a gift they don't like it and then you feel obligated to buy them a gift and then they probably don't like it so I mean all you can really do is um give it to someone else if you don't like it there's nothing else you can really do um I don't think you should throw it out it's probably brand new or still in good condition and maybe with that person for their birthday or whatever occasion is, buy them an experience and be like, hey, listen, like for gifts, like we should like go for dinner together or we should do this to, to let them know that like you don't want to exchange physical possessions. Imply it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think it can be rude to just be like, I don't want this <laughs> or I'm a minimalist or not take it. It is hard though because, you know, you – if you give it away, it can't be someone who would know that you gave it to them. Yeah. And, um, but they do, your closet would fill up with stuff that you, after birthdays, after Christmas, people, I know I've gone to their places and their closets are full of Christmas gifts that they, they're not going to They've never touched. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. So this is my opinion and I think you'll really like this because it was just your birthday. So I want to share an example. Okay. So I think the gift is the act of giving. Yeah. So once I'm you receive an item. Oh, I like this. You can make the decision on the item. It's for you. Yeah. It's your, like, for example, I gave Lauren, her friends and I got her a beautiful massage for her birthday, and I got her a beautiful orchid for her place. And I was very, in that moment, I was like, I want to give her flowers, but I was like, I don't want her to feel obligated to keep it. And so, but I was like, you know what? If I give it to her, it's active giving and I know she loves flowers. Even if it's for like five days, she'll love it in those yeah, five days. I really like and flowers. I was like, she can then give it to a friend, give it to her parents. She can do whatever she wants with it. The gift was the active giving, in my opinion. Like, I love that. Yeah, that's so true. Cause it, it does I don't feel care what good you do with to it receive. After. Yeah. Yeah. yeah come over in the car. No, I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> it's but, at my concierge. <laughs> yeah. Like there was one year where I received a beautiful purse from a friend and I loved it, but I knew that I would never use it. And I was like, so what, did, what do I do? You know, I, I see this girlfriend from time to time. I don't see her every every month I don't see her often so it's not like we go out and do things and I have to wear this purse every time I see her and so that's what I was thinking I have to wear it every time I see her and I don't know like it you know it's it was a like a bright color and I'm just like it's not really my style and I felt bad inside but don't feel bad the gift was the act of giving and I actually had the conversation with her and this is exactly what she said she's like oh well like you don't like try to exchange it or like don't worry about it. I just really wanted to get you something really nice. 
And I was like, oh, I like that. Yeah, that's so nice. This is so funny. My boss gave me a Prada clutch for my birthday one year. Oh, wow. And I opened it up. I was like, oh, my God. He's like, well, you really like it, eh? And I was like, I can get a lot of money for this Uncle Gigi. (laughs) And I just started taking pictures of it. And he was like, Lauren. (laughs) And I sold it on Gigi. Like a few days later. I have, I'm on like joking terms with my boss so he didn't care. The but thing about you and I is like we don't love those brands. I'm not a designer fan. I'm not girl. either. And if you maybe are, that's one okay. Day. Yeah. Maybe one day. Maybe and one day. If you are, that's okay. I just like really high quality stuff that's not with a brand or like tons of brands on it. But that being said, like there's something beautiful about being a minimalist, having minimalist outfit and then having that beautiful purse yeah i was thinking that maybe one day we'll get one one day who knows maybe we'll turn the corner but so yeah that's that's our response to that question next question is what are your money saving tips we've had so many people reach out to us to do an an episode focus on this so we'll have to one day uh soon so what are your money saving tips um when it comes to um you know minimalism when it comes to finances so okay my number one is track your money if you do not know how what you're spending your money on, it's really hard. Because I think people are like, oh, I'm, I'm not going to get a latte on the way to work anymore. So I'm going to save money on not getting a latte. You're probably going to spend money elsewhere unless you're tracking your money. Um, you may be able to afford that latte if you really, really love yeah, it. Yeah, if you love it. By saving in other areas. And saving in other areas. And that's my second point is like know where you want to spend money. Like Callie and I don't really shop that much, but we like to travel. and. You know, I I try not to drink too much, but when I do drink, I like to get the nicer wine. And I guess I make my coffee at home, but if I do go out, I will get that nice latte. So it's like you got to kind of find the balance. I also don't spend a lot of money on transportation because I walk a lot or like gym memberships. I just stream my workouts, like just these little things that people spend a lot of money on. So I can take that money and, and buy things I really like in other areas. Like my dad is... I don't want to say cheap, but, like, he's cheap. (laughs) Um, But he will spend, like, $5,000 on, like, a muffler for a car. Yeah. Because, like, that's his thing. Like, he loves cars. But, like, he would never, like, spend a lot of money on clothes or, like, wine ever. Or, like, restaurants. Like, Mm -hmm. but he'll spend, like, top dollar on cars. So, like, know where you want to invest top dollar because you don't need to do it in every area of your life. You're probably not even interested enough to do it. Like not everyone loves like fashion and coffee and wine and clothes and decor and like every single thing that has to be top of like, yeah, there's places where like some people, pick your areas. Yeah. Pick your areas. Unless you're like a celebrity, but (laughs) then you can have it all. Then you can have it all. (laughs) Even them. I'm sure they have areas. They don't care to, even if you and I were, were them, we would still be on top of our Oh, I'd still have an empty house. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. It would be in the Hollywood Hills, but it would still be empty. (laughs) It would be in the Hollywood Hills. So my advice is, just like you said, write down your expenses. Review those that are needs and those that are wants as well so that you can remove the things that you're spending money on that are really not useful to your life. Uh, You know, know, those extras, right? Yeah. I mean, right now those extras are very useful, like Netflix. Uh, Number two, review your auto payments. So there's oh, so I have a many, list of that, yeah. Yeah, I have a list. I have an Excel file with my auto payments. Yeah, me too. And every time I buy one, I add it to the one. Yeah. And every time I get rid of one, I subtract it. So I know every month how what's everything that's coming out. So smart. That's great advice. And then also you can make uh, auto, I suggest making auto contributions to your savings account in your bank so that every time you get a paycheck, X number of dollars goes into your savings account. Just a way to save over the oh, years. Yeah. yeah, that's really good. Uh, next one is keep track of your weekly spending. Write it down. Keep receipts. I know you and I, I mean, I'm an independent contractor. You work in real estate. So we keep our receipts. Um, also, get rid of credit cards you don't need. If you have multiple credit cards, why? Ask yourself yeah, why. Yeah, I just have one. And then you have to go and pay all those bills every month. I just like to pay the one. Or even just pay the card to keep the card. Like I have an Amex card. You have to you have to pay for the card, right? Oh, yeah. So things to think about. These little things add up and then you're kind of – like if you were to go through your automatic 
um, expenses or your credit cards and like stop paying for extra credit cards or get rid of things you're not using, you could of course get a nice latte every day just from the money you're saving from that. It's so unbelievable. like be smart with your money, be intentional. We could do a whole episode again on finances. Oh, I'd love to. Yeah. It and really I know interests our me. Want that. Yeah, I know. Cause uh, you, you really do have to be smart with your money, especially now with oh. so many people having lost their jobs and just yeah. like, you never know when something like this is going to happen. You have to save for, you know, the you hard have times. have enough savings for six months, right? That's what they say. Yeah. But, and in the decluttering process, you, the decluttering of, you know, your finances, you'll realize what you own, how much you own in each category. This way, when you shop, you'll be aware of if it's a need or a want. So, yeah. Uh, and the next question is, do you ever come to a decluttering standstill uh, where you don't know what's next to declutter? I found this question interesting because I want, I like this question because I want to remind our listeners that minimalism is not about looking around to figure out what to declutter next. Yeah. If you've gone through all of your things and you're living by what you use and you love, then this lifestyle basically becomes about maintenance. Right? Being, keeping track of what's coming in and out uh, and being aware of what's non-essential and the excess and again, keeping on top of everything, right? And so it's a lifestyle. It's not a one-time one thing where you declutter and then you're done. It's, we're constantly keeping on top of it. So there isn't really a standstill. It's just more so in between. It's just a part of the lifestyle. You know, sometimes you declutter, sometimes you don't need to because there's nothing to declutter. Right. Or if you've decluttered everything, you can just start throwing out stuff you actually do use and need. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> if you really want to. Yeah. <laughs> Until you're naked in a forest, there's always going to be stuff to throw in the garbage. Um, this is true. <laughs> I read that. I'm like, people are probably like, Lauren's throwing out her last fork. I love it. But my if I my friends ever say, oh. Uh, they call me, they're like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm just organizing, decluttering. They're like, what is there left to get rid of? <laughs> you, say, you say that to me lately. Yeah, I guess you, well, every time I go to Kelly's, there's like one less thing and one less thing. Um, you know what? I I think that people think that you become a minimalist and like, that's it. Like, you're just, it's like, it, like minimalism is like staying in shape. You got to work at it every day, like stuff constantly builds up food builds up in the cupboards people give you ugly random mugs you got to go through like it just <laughs> so it happens true. you, you yeah. constantly have to go through stuff and um just you're picking up little things people are giving you little stuff like it, it recedes everything builds up it's like you're never just gonna wake up one morning and be like i i'm here and i don't need to do anymore it's it, there's maintenance required to the lifestyle yeah exactly unless you again make it in a forest <laughs> yeah no kidding but then you could be cluttered with thoughts i don't know yeah exactly <laughs> yeah it's never ending so the last question is what new hobbies or simple living habits have you adopted this year we touched on it a little bit in our last episode uh, i'm excited to hear yours um, so yeah, I'll let you start. Okay, hobbies. I, I took a late night writing submission course. So yeah. that's a new hobby I've started doing is making jokes. If anyone knows anyone in that industry, DM <laughs> me because I'm really interested in writing yeah. for them. That's um, a hobby I've taken up this year. I started biking in the mornings. It's incredible. Oh my God, 15 kilometers every morning when I wake up. And uh, it's so peaceful down by the water. And I, I'm really trying to like take in the summer before it's over. So I always feel like summer ends in the blink of an eye. And I'm like, I didn't enjoy it enough. But this, I feel like I'm really getting as much as I can out of the weather. Do you feel like you're enjoying this summer a lot more than previous years? Um, since the biking, yes, mm -hmm. because I feel like a lot of times you can wake up and you work and then like, maybe you'll go for a walk, but maybe you'll do a workout at home. Yeah. And it's like, if, if it's a beautiful day and you didn't spend that much time outside, I'm like, oh, this was a waste. So true. Yeah. Um, I, I can't actually think of that many hobbies. Like I, I've been pretty consistent with just like reading, obviously like the writing, the comedies mm -hmm. always growing. Um. And yeah, I've taken up biking, but otherwise I can't yeah, think of no, anything. Yeah, no, those are two things that I thought of when I thought of this question for you. Okay, I 
I'm trying to guess what you've taken up. Um, so I've gone running. I, I, I run oh, every yeah. day, almost every single day. I run at least five to seven K. It's changed my life. And I, I never liked running outside, but now that because of the gyms have been closed, I love it. I, I'm going to be running outside over the gym for as long as I can before the yeah, winter hits. Yeah, <laughs> I'm thinking being in the gym, looking at a wall is definitely mm-hmm. not going to be as fun. Not as fun. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so there's that. And then I have some, uh, non-negotiable routines as you know. So, um, and not just making my bed, like, cause I've always made my bed, but drinking water in the morning. So I've been doing that. And I've also been doing, you know, taking time for experiences that help me de- disconnect from work. So audiobooks, going for walks. Uh, I do five minute meditations in my bed when I wake up. Oh. And by that, I just mean right when I wake up, just laying in bed for five minutes and just listening to calming music before I just get up and start my day. Because there was an experience where I woke up. This has happened last week. I woke up, I looked at an email, and I just felt anxious for the rest of the day. I was like, no. Don't do that. I know. It's so hard not to check your phone because I your alarm's on your phone and my music's on my phone. And I'm like, don't look at the messages or emails. And I'm no. like, but it, I, it's so habit. And like you, I actually, um, so I listen, it's like my morning routine, make my bed, have my coffee, get ready in the morning. I listen to a podcast while I do. Yeah. I'm obsessed with uh, The Daily, obviously, for current news. Yeah. Uh, New York Times The Daily, but I also am obsessed with a comedy podcast called J Train with Jared Freed. I've mentioned him before. He's hilarious. Uh, so listen to that as well. Um, and then I've been doing stuff like drawing and baking and and, and the biggest thing that I've been practicing is practicing doing nothing, which is very hard for me to do. It's hard, yeah. <laughs> uh, Leo Babauta at zenhabits.com, fellow minimalist, uh, he says that our mind will wander and want to plan or do something in times of doing nothing. It's a challenge, but it can positively lead to the mental habit of contentment and gratitude without complaining. I was like, I love that. Oh, I really like and that. And that is in his blog uh, titled Eight Key Lessons for a Simple Life. And I'm going to include that in our show notes. Okay, good. Yeah. Uh, so to close, uh, thank you guys so much for your questions. Yeah, those are such good questions. I really enjoyed responding to them too. I want to do another episode like this because it just makes for very... I love the back and forth. Yeah, us. it's really good. So if you guys have more questions, we'll do another one on the Instagram. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so we post it on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, and if you don't already follow us, you can follow us and say hello at Millennial Minimalists on both platforms. And uh, in addition, we announced this last episode, we are now running one-on-one simple living consultations. So you can book time to connect with Lauren and I. So you can email us if, you, if you're interested and you want to learn more, you can email us at millennialminimalists at gmail.com. Again, millennialminimalists at gmail.com. Or, or you can send us a DM on Instagram or Facebook. And, and yeah, we're going to include that in our show notes as well, which is good. So, yeah. yeah so, in the meantime, uh, connect with us on social and uh, we'll have to do this again soon. And, again, if somebody knows anybody who's in the comedy industry or late night writing, yeah. send Lauren Let a DM. Let me know. <laughs> I love it. You just – before we started this this recording, she was showing me a monologue, uh, a funny monologue on Jimmy Kimmel. It's so It's so, so funny. Good. I love it. Like, even just working on these submissions, it's so much fun. I love that. Watch Watching late night. <laughs> I love that. Well, thanks again, everybody, and we will speak to you soon. Yeah, we'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks so much. Okay, cheers, guys. Bye. Thanks again for listening. We hope that our discussion was helpful and has you feeling inspired. And big thanks to everyone who submitted their questions. They were so awesome. And if you would like to have your question answered on the pod, please email us at millennialminimalists at gmail.com or send us a DM on Instagram or Facebook at millennialminimalists. Thanks again, and we will speak to you soon. Bye-bye.